Rise Up Podcast Community. Bit.ly slash Rise Up Pod Community. Overtime Heroics. Join the forums for free at OvertimeHeroics.com. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite platform. Music from podsummit.com slash free music. Here's your host, Lee W. Mallon. Episode 99, and more hashtag Dayton Strong. This episode's going to be a little bit different, considering that I'm recording it on a Saturday, which I don't think has ever happened on the podcast's history. But in case you don't know, the Dayton area was hit with several tornadoes. I think 20 was the last official count, including a severe EF4 that ripped through parts of the Miami Valley, including Brookville, Trotwood, Dayton, and Beaver Creek. Also, Salina up north... That is the only place with a casualty. It got so bad, the mayor, Salina, said, don't come into the city because it's it's that bad. So, in case you wonder what's happening around here, and also this episode is not going to be about local sports. It is going to be about ways to help the community. I've been very impressed with the fine folks around here. And also the fine folks in Cincinnati pitching in, the fine football folks coming up and donating bottled water. There's been several businesses, several local businesses that have cooked food for those that needed it. It's It's been a really nice coming together. It's just a shame that it took several tornadoes to do such. Luckily, my family was not hit. I was not hit, personally. I know Chad McKenney lost his house. He's a fellow PA announcer at Wright State. And there's ways to help him out. In case you're wondering how to help out, the best way, if you're not around the Cincinnati or Dayton area, donate online to The Food Bank Dayton. That's all one word, The Food Bank Dayton dot org forward slash donate that's the best way to help out right now because every donation does help out with meals i forget what the exact specs are but something you know like 100 bucks gets you about 6000 meals that might not be totally correct but you get what i'm saying there is a lot of meals for each donation so that is the best way to help and this is from 921wrou.com Dayton's R&B leader. There's a dollar donation match from Kettering Health Network, Grandview Hospital. That's northwest Dayton. They're matching donations dollar for dollar up to $10,000 of donations made to the food bank. That's why it's the best way. I know there have been remotes from Trotwood's Fire Department helping out people. Like I mentioned, it's been really nice to see people come together for this. I mean, there's people out there that have lost everything. And I'm sincerely lucky that didn't lose a thing, but just seeing some of it. If you can help out, that would be great. 
because of the fact that there's people out there that now have nothing. So very, very scary that that Monday night was rough. Hearing the sirens go off five times. Like I mentioned, Kettering was spared. Beaver Creek got hit south of Fairfield Commons. North Fairfield and Kemp was recently reopened yesterday. Wright State lost power, but no severe damage. Although the softball field, I heard, lost its cover and the outfield fence. Like I mentioned, we are really lucky that we don't have more casualties. At least 20 tornadoes hitting the area. 20. That's insane. So, I wanted to use this episode to talk about how Dayton, Ohio is a really nice community. There have been... (laughs) There has been an event where people have stolen from the people that are up here to help... which angers me to no end and it should anger you to no end either because again you're stealing from people trying to help you forget if it was Tuesday or Wednesday I think it was a Columbus TV station at a plaza that got hit pretty badly and people were looting through it's like are you serious just There's some things that make me shake my head, but overall, the people coming together, helping out the local businesses, cooking out for the folks that need it, you have at the Home Depot in Trotwood, which I don't know if is still open or not, they had a Tide truck full of washers and dryers where you can do your laundry for free, which was really nice. There was people from Duracell handing out free batteries. There's been a lot of businesses. I know Kroger has handed out water for free for those that need it. Like I mentioned, Dayton, Ohio is a very special community. And that's why I started this podcast all 99 episodes ago. Mainly because I felt that Dayton sports weren't getting a fair shake. So that's why I talk about them on this podcast. And today I'm focusing on talking about the good people of Dayton, Ohio. And the good people of Cincinnati, Ohio, because they have helped out with the cause as well, especially the football fans. It was nice to see the football fans from FC Cincinnati, and I think the crew helped out too. They helped out and made sure that people got taken care of. Water finally got restored the other day, I think yesterday. It's all clear, you just need to flush your flush your pipes out, make sure you get rid of that nasty stuff. Electricity, I know DPNL has been working very hard to get all the power back, but some of the wires have been tangled around. If you see some of the pictures, it's it's bad in a lot of places. On Benchwood Drive, which is up north towards Vandalia and Butler Township, there's a lot of there's big power lines there and a lot of the poles got snapped and where was it where I saw one of those giant metal poles that carried the big lines to the power station it got blown down almost snapped down but bent is is really scary but like i mentioned the best way to help out kettering health network grandview hospitals matching dollar per dollar up to ten thousand dollars of donations made to the food bank donate online at thefoodbankdayton.org slash donate 
If you're in the Sunday area, you can help out cleaning up. You know, you can find ways to help the community out. If you're outside the area and can't make it, that's the best way. I'm very proud of the people that have pitched in, and it's something that I really need to do. I feel like I'll do that coming up when I don't have a day of work. It's very, very scary. It's very, very scary. But like I said, I'm proud to be part of this community. Although there's been some bad spots, like stealing from people coming up to donate their time, goods, and efforts, and then you steal tools from them that help do such, we really do have a good community. We really, really do. And I'm proud of you, Dayton. Hashtag Dayton Strong. There are some places that are selling Dayton Strong shirts. I know the old farmstead at the Fairfield Commons. They're selling unisex t-shirts for 20 bucks, and I forget where the donations are going, but I think half of them, maybe all of them, are going to... Was it the food bank? I'm not sure, but there are ways to contribute around here, and I hope you, you know, if you've done your part, thank you. If you haven't, go help, or least donate. Definitely plan on donating at the very least. Very, very scary time. And I never thought that it would be a topic of conversation on this podcast. But I I am I am proud of you, Dayton. And just think, this has been a whirlwind of a week, considering the fact that you had people coming together to dispel hate, and then you have people coming together to help each other out. And I appreciate that. I love the human element of that. Again, the foodbankdayton.org slash donate. Kettering Health Network Grandview Hospital in Northwest Dayton will match a dollar for dollar up to $10,000. I know the Dayton Dragons, they have a six-game homestand, which closes out tomorrow afternoon at 2. They're collecting non-perishable food items, so if you're coming to Fifth Third Field, bring some cans of food, help out, or they're also passing buckets and they're handing them to the Red Cross. And I think the first night they managed to raise, what, $7,000, which is fantastic. They're, the Dragons are going to continue on that for tonight's game and tomorrow afternoon's game. It's great when you have the two teams here in Dayton with the Dayton Dutch Lions helping out and volunteering the day after the tornadoes. It's great when the teams identify themselves with the community and I'm very proud of both of them for doing that we are Dayton strong we will get through this I know it's going to be rough especially for the ones that lost it all but I know we'll get through it I do have one more topic to talk about today because episode 100 is going to be the grand episode and it's going to be live streamed and details will be talked about after this break. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, episode 99. 
Now for part two of episode 99 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. We'll dive into sports a little bit. This is not going to be a long episode, mainly because A, focusing all my efforts now on episode 100. Still can't believe that's happening Monday, which, by the way, we'll talk a little bit more. I want to continue on with hashtag Dayton Strong. As you might know, one of those tornadoes did hit Hair Arena. And most of that damage, it doesn't look good for the old barn. If you didn't know, the last hockey season was 2015-16 with the Dayton demolition of the FHL. Now the FPHL, for reasons. It has been closed since then. I think it was a Comic-Con, the last event that August. And then Hair Arena was shuttered. There was... A gentleman from Louisville, I believe, that buys down properties and cleans them up, then sells them back for profit, and Hair Arena was supposed to be a factory. It was supposed to go back to Jobs, Ohio, but with this tornado striking it, mm, I don't know if that's a viable option anymore. You can find some of these pictures on Facebook, Twitter, if you just know you just have to know where to look. Remembering Hair Arena is a great source on Facebook. Go there and look at the pictures. Some of the people went into the arena and it looks like the hockey barn has uh, a sky view now. Most of that roof is gone. A lot of the walls around the roof, like what holds up the roof where the hockey rink was, that's gone. There's a lot of uh, damage to Hair Arena. I I don't see the future of Hair Arena being anything more than taking bulldozers to it and flattening it and then selling the lot. Hopefully someone bites into it, but it's sad. There's a lot of people that are bringing up their old memories of Hair Arena. I don't have a lot of memories of Hera, except the four years of broadcasting Federal Hockey League hockey with the Dayton Demons and then the one year with the Dayton Demolition. There's good times. There's good people there. As much as people don't like the FHL for good reason, the players were nice. The coaches were tremendous. They always gave me time for pregame interviews. I loved my time broadcasting hockey there, and I felt part of the fabric of the history of ho- hockey at Hera, even though the first team that played there, I wasn't even a thought, and my dad would have been just entering his 20s. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think that I think that's when my dad was going to college at Ohio State. And then I always remember the time where he told me, you had to take 40, not 70, because 70 wasn't completed yet. But that's way back in the day. Anyway, the hockey history at Hera, it can't be forgotten about, because there was good hockey. There was ECHL hockey with the Dayton Bombers. Then you had the Dayton Ice Bandits, which won their inaugural game, and then I think limped to a 7-39 and 39 record, something kind of bad. They only lasted the one year. That was when the Bombers moved to Wright State's Nutter Center, and there was no hockey at Hera. It would be a few years before hockey 
reemerged at Hera professionally with the Dayton Gems 2.0. That lasted three years. The Dayton Demons lasted three years after that, winning the cup in the middle year. And then Dayton Demolition came in for one, promised fans they would be back, and it turns out, nope, that is not the case. But yeah, uh, looking at the damage, it's very sad. I know a lot of people sad. And then, of course, there's that one smart Alex like, hey, you tear it down, the barn pole, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get my point. It is, it is sad to look at Hair Arena and seeing it decay even more. I forget when it was, a year or two ago, when the seats fell in and it hit in the concourse it's um it's pretty bad so that's the big sporting connection to these tornadoes is hair arena now probably needs to be bulldozed although if the beams the support beams and everything is okay you could repair that damage it'll take a lot of money to do so but We'll see. I'm not making any promises on it. I don't see it becoming a hockey barn. What we need is a new hockey arena in Dayton. And hopefully that happens within the near future. But we'll see how it goes. Now we move on to something that irked me in the middle of the week. So the one local sports talk show... It's on 1410, Wing AM. And before I continue on, Justin Kinner's done a very nice job helping out as well. The last remote was yesterday at the Tropwood Fire Department, helping hand out water to those who needed it. But there was a topic talked about in the middle of the week. He's saying that he hates when players celebrate and cheer. That really irked me. And I will tell you why. Who cares? If that really bugs you during a game, I I don't have words for that. I don't have words. And I guess it's stemming off of the College World Series softball. I thought the Arizona Wildcats won the title, but apparently there was a home run. I think her name was Stephanie Show, and she threw her bat down like... Thor's hammer, which was which was pretty great. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into all the men that want to make kitchen jokes because that is that's something that'll make me throw my computer against the wall. Stop being sexist pigs. Stop reading Barstool. Stop reading that crap. Why is it such a big deal that players celebrate something good? Is it really that big of a deal? Are you going to really just stop following the sport because oh, she's celebrating? Oh, he's celebrating. I, we don't have time for that. I would tell you one of the reasons why I've been so optimistic about this red season because Derek Dietrich, one of the best pickups along with Jose Iglesias, that's one of the best pickups I can remember in an offseason in a very, very long time. And in fact, listening to last night's extra innings on WLW, I overheard that it's the first winning month since the 2013 season ended. You know how many seasons that is? That's too many to have all those losing months. Granted, it's two games over 500 for May, but you know what? 
small building blocks. You got to build up somewhere. I I lo- I really like Derek Dietrich. I mean, you can make the argument that oh, he stares at his home runs too much. That's not good for the game. But yeah, when Bryce Harper does it, that's fine. Why does it matter that athletes have a little fun with their sport? It's it doesn't have to be all black and white and oh you you can't have any fun with your job. Who said that? Who's saying that? I think that's part of the game. You know what? If you don't like the Derek Dietrich, if you don't like the Derek Dietrich is celebrating his home runs, maybe don't serve him a ball where he can hit out of the park. Think about that. Or when the pitchers throw the ball around because they struck someone out. Is, is maybe don't strike out. I don't know. It just it just irked me because I feel like I feel like the human element is why we watch sports in the first place. You want to see him happy, or you want to see the other team sad or angry. There's sometimes where emotions boil over. It happens. It's sports. Frustration boils over. I know I've had it happen to me. And then you, it's just, why is the standard so different when you talk about men's and women's sports? My thing is, I enjoy that stuff. I get a kick out of it. It's called team support. It's called having fun in a game. It just angered me. It just, it is something that I definitely do not agree with. I enjoy the celebrations. I enjoy the game itself. I know Chick Lugwood also pointed out the softball is like baseball on steroids or baseball on five cups copy. I forget which, but uh, I don't know. Softball is its own thing, and I enjoy the heck out of it. When I PA a right state for softball, I enjoy it. I have a lot of fun. And I really enjoy when teams celebrate. Teams have fun. Players have fun. If you don't have players to do that, you're just you're just focusing on stats. You're focusing on numbers. Do you really want to do that? There's some people that do, which is fine. But do you really want sports where there's no emotion show? Just like, oh, we lost. Oh, we won. Cool. Do you really want that? And then... I... I like I said, I do appreciate the job that Kenner does on 1410, but this is a topic that I definitely disagree with. Why is it such a big deal that you're, you know, that they're celebrating? Why? Don't you want people to be happy, have emotions? If you don't like it, then maybe, you know, don't do the sport. One of the things that Wright State softball does, I don't know if it's just to Wright State or if it's, you know, everywhere. When one of the Raiders batters gets to 3-0, and it's three ball, three ball, three ball, three ball. <laughs> it sounds like free ball for a minute, and I'm surprised I didn't say free ball first up. Way to go, me and my not-speech impediment. Yay. 
I enjoy that. I, I love the banner. It's a lot louder in softball. It might be just because the press box is a lot closer to the field and the field is smaller and the bullpens, <clears throat> the dugouts are a lot closer. They are right state anyway. But I enjoy that. I enjoy the human emotion. That's the big thing in sports. Human emotions. That and action, but it's just something I disagree with wholeheartedly. And I knew I wanted to get it off my chest. I wasn't sure if I was saving it for episode 100, but there we go. And speaking of which, Monday, June the 3rd, we will be live streaming the 100th episode of the Gem of the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. I have put out two polls on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown and on Facebook at the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Go and follow the account and give that page a like. And I'm stuck in a little bit of a conundrum. Please send help. No, I'm stuck in a little bit of a conundrum because I don't know which platform I really want to use. It's down to Periscope slash Twitter Live. I don't know what it's really called anymore. And YouTube. Right now, I have had 20 votes on the Twitter poll, and 55% want YouTube. On the Facebook poll, I've had a couple of votes, and 86% want YouTube. So, prepare to be on YouTube. Both platforms feature live chat, which is fantastic. I like that Periscope pops up on the Twitter feed, and it's like, hey, this person is live, go watch it. So I was hoping people would come in and watch it. YouTube, I mean, it spits out a link. You share it, and people can join in. It's looking like it's going to be on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash the Lee W. Mowen, and I'm pretty sure I have live streaming capabilities. This is before they said, you need a 1,000 subscribers. Yeah, I'm not reaching that on YouTube. Let's be real. It's a place for my video clips. That's about it. So... Unless things take a general swing for the other side, it's going to be on YouTube on Monday. And we'll probably start around noon, 1230, and get all the technical things out of the way. I have to make a couple screens for that. Episode 100 will be on podcast platforms either that Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday is... It's my birthday, and I kind of don't want to mess with it on Wednesday. I kind of want to go have fun. And then I got to announce a Dutch Lions game, which is fun. It's the first time in a couple years that I've actually worked a sporting event on my birthday. Actually, that's not true. I guess last year I ran scoreboard for a youth baseball game, and it turns out the PA announcer (laughs) repeated the last name twice. So, how IPA is... Second baseman, number 13, this person. And then the guy was like, Second baseman, this person, person. Like, really? Just, uh. But, um, yeah. It'll be nice to announce a game on my birthday. So I'm really looking forward to that. The Dayton Dutch Lions will be taking on the West Virginia Alliance FC for the second straight home game in a row. And you can come out to Doc Stadium, West Carrollton High School, and watch the fun. This is a good Dayton Dutch Lions squad, and we'll talk more about that on episode 100. Again, we'll go live Monday afternoon around noon, 1230, and...
go for an hour or so. I have to have a lot of stuff filled up. You might have noticed that episode 99, there has been no Malin's mailbag. I've gotten questions, but I'm saving them for the 100th episode. If you have questions, especially about the Cincinnati or Dayton sports, you can reply to me at the Lee W. Mallon or Gem on Queen Crown on Twitter or ask it at the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati or Dayton sports podcast on the Facebook page. I think it said or. It's supposed to be and. There you go. But send me your questions because I really like answering those. Makes me feel like people listen to this thing. So makes me happy. I can't believe it's the 100th episode, and then next month, can't believe it's June already, whew, 2019 flies by, and then July, Monday the 22nd, will be the two-year anniversary of this podcast. I'm hitting 100 episodes this upcoming Monday, and then next week will be the two-year anniversary which we'll do something special for that. Probably another live stream, but we'll see how the first one goes. Hard to believe. Hard to believe this podcast has been going on this long. Like I mentioned, I felt like Dayton sports don't get a fair shake because everyone's like, ooh, Ohio State football. And I'm like, I don't care. Let's talk about Dayton sports, please. We'll talk about the high school softball and baseball playoffs. Softball's wrapping up. Baseball is starting to wrap up. College baseball playoffs, there is a team in the tournament, but it might not be who you think. And I I still can't believe Cincinnati came back and won that game. A.J. Bumpus, he's been there for four years. I don't think he's a red shirt. He's a senior, and he went 5-for-5 against the Oregon State Beavers. I can't wait to talk about that. That is huge, especially since UC hasn't been in the regionals since 1974. That's right, 1974. It's been a while for UC baseball. I'm really happy for them. They did, they did quite well in the AAC tournament, the second seed, and stomped UConn something silly in the championship game, 22 to five. Sounds like a football score, doesn't it? 22 to five. I'm still amazed. But that, that's episode 100. I'm not getting into this any further. Again, help out as much as you can with the tornadoes that ravaged through the Miami Valley. Use hashtag Dayton Strong. You can find uh, gear that is donated for good causes. Red Cross, the Food Bank, Dayton. Whatever you can do to help out, it's much appreciated. I know for those that don't have anything anymore. Thinking about you, Brookville, Trotwood, Salina, Dayton, Beaver Creek. Thinking about you. I know Brookville High School got hit right by Slant Road. <laughs> the stringer for the Dragons game yesterday, Kevin asked me if I knew about that road. I was like, do I know about that road? We went to Brookville on that road all the time. It's still weird that the second half of that Slant Road doesn't go into town anymore because the school's there now. But, yeah. I mean, the tornado ripped the roof of the Brookville High School wing clean off. And that building's only a couple years old. It's, um, you know, it makes me sad that it happened, but I'm very happy to see these communities embrace each other. I'm sad that it had to happen on tornadoes, and it couldn't happen just, you know, through goodwill. But 
I am proud to be part of this community. This has been episode 99 of the Gem and the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Next episode is the 100th, and it's going to be streaming live, probably on YouTube. Look for the link at Gem on Queen Crown, the Lee W. Mowen on Twitter, and Facebook at the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Hope you join me for that. Also, something I failed to mention, I mentioned that I'm saving this week's questions in Mowen's mailbag for the 100th. When questions pop in, and assuming they're appropriate and not just trying to make fun of me like, you know, immature little, little squirts, I will be answering those when they come in. I know one has been asked about Ohio State football, and I'm still trying to determine if I'm going to answer it or really say how I feel about it, but we'll see how it goes. Episode 99 of the Gem of the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast in the books. Talk to you again for episode 100. Overtime Heroics. Join the forums for free at OvertimeHeroics.com. Rise Up Podcast Community bit.ly slash riseuppodcommunity This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast Closing theme by James Anderson from freepd.com Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mowen, spelled T H E L E E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, the Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit the Lee W slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast. <laughs>